Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is December 8th. The time is about 4.30. Reddy and UNPC does conduct Zoom and conference calls for past 10 years. If you have any questions, please raise your hand um, in the Zoom. And if you are a newcomer, you have to show your face and you have to let Gayatri know that you're a newcomer. So because we promote the newcomers calls. So you have to let you have to show your face also by just saying you're a newcomer. We, we still need to see you. Amar? Hi Rahul, this is Amar. I have yes, Amar. My, I have my question is regarding the adjustment of status EAD applied in mm-hmm. October 2020. It's a downgrade from EB to EB3 and biometric completed in March of 2021. Mm-hmm. And I1 has been uploaded uh, with premium processing last month. Mm-hmm. I still haven't received my EAD. I know from your previous video that you are not accepting litigation on H4 EAD. I want to well, ask- the, for the 485 EADs we are, but you have I'm not the proper person in my office. It is going to be Stephen Brown if you want to discuss with. You can make a consultation with him. We do accept litigation for the EAD delays. Okay. What are the chances, Raul? Do you have any idea on that? Can you give he doesn't want me to speak anything on it? <laughs> okay. You have to speak directly with him. Okay. Because if I tell some story, he tells something else. So you discuss with him. Okay, I can call and set up an appointment. Thank you. Yeah, you can call. And uh, there's a link there Gayatri is going to provide. You can. His name is Stephen Brown. Stephen Brown. Thank you so much. Not a hard name to remember. Next person, please. Srikant? Yeah. Um, can you hear me? Yes. I can hear yeah, see uh, you too. Yeah, good evening. Uh, thanks for taking up my call. Uh, I have a question. Uh, my wife mm-hmm. uh, lost her job last year. Uh, she moved out of US and uh, recently she's back on H4. She also got her H4 EAD. Uh, mm-hmm. She's about to get a new employment and her prospective employer uh, is willing to file H1B along with mm-hmm. uh, PERM and other formalities. I have a couple of quick questions. So on mm-hmm. H4, can uh, PERM be initiated or for filing PERM or I-140 H1B, uh, is it mandatory to be on H1B? It's- it doesn't need, she doesn't need to have a H1B to file a permanent I-140. Okay. Uh, other thing is her priority date is current in EB2. And uh, uh, she already has I-140 approved from previous employer. So uh, uh, in terms of getting extensions or uh, new H1B approved uh, under AC21, will she only get one year approval or it can be... Uh, a three-year the approval. Final action date, date current is current. Is it the final, final action, action date is current? Yeah, final action yeah, there is, is current. A, there is a chance she may get it only for one year. 
Okay, one last question, Rahul. Uh, uh, we recently moved from Canada. Uh, she has completed 90 days right now, uh, but we are uh, planning to go back uh, for 10 to 15 days. We are permanent residents in Canada. So this mm -hmm. 10 to 15 day short trip, uh, if her H1 gets approved, can she re-enter without a visa? Uh, she has valid H4, no H1B stamped. And second thing yeah. is, would that... Uh, After the, uh, would, you're saying that, you're mm -hmm. saying that after the H-1B is approved, she's going to travel yeah. for 15 days. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, she can Would come back, it's called reason? automatic, she, no, she can come back with automatic revalidation. Her H-4 is still valid. AVR, is that? No, she comes back on H-1B. She can come back on H-1B. Okay. It's uh, called automatic uh, revalidation. Would that reset the 90-day cycle if we go for 10 to 15-day mm -hmm. land trip? Across, what is the 90-day uh, cycle? Where did you got this 90-day cycle? So, so 90 days is from uh, change of status for H4 to H1. That's not, that's not applicable for H4 to H1. It's applicable for F1 to H1. It's applicable for B1 to H1. It's not applicable from H4 to H1. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much, Rahul. I think uh, that was a Next very person. precious piece of information. Thank you. Next person, please. Who's this? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, this is Kapil Gupta. Was my name called out? Yes, yes Kapil. Your name is called out, yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, thanks. Um, hi, Rahul. My question is regarding the uh, <clears throat> the automatic 180-day uh, extension for the EAD uh, that um, came up re very recently. Um, so uh, does this 180-day automatic extension work even for cases who whose uh, previous L2 petition is about to expire and then uh, petition extension has been filed, but they have not received the approval for the extension. Would this uh, 180 no. day think work for them no. as well? No, no, that doesn't work for them. The L2 has to okay. be approved. So, so the L2 has to be approved. They essentially need a valid uh, non-expired I-94 for the automatic 180 right. day extension to work. That is right. Got it. Got it. Thank you. Thanks for the confirmation. Next person, please. Chandu. Hi, Rahul. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I uh, My PD is April 2013. I received my EAD in August this year, 2021. My EB3-140 uh, got approved in June. So I'm planning to switch jobs now. Um, so uh, is there any chance my employer the current employer uh, could revoke my 140 or any H my H1, and will that be a problem down the line? No, he can revoke, but it won't negatively affect you under any circumstances. Okay, so uh, I can continue. I, I can wait for EB3 EAD or EB3 GC to come back. Uh, uh, and you're That's saying right. nothing will, nothing is going to impact him. Like even if he. He has done cases like they have withdrawn in H1 uh, for other people. Yeah, they are under obligation to withdraw H1B when you are not okay. working for the company. It's illegal if they don't withdraw it. Okay. And and sometimes it may even be criminal if they don't withdraw it. Yeah. Uh, so, the, so the 140, even if they mess with it, nothing is going to happen. And nothing is going to happen. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Then. Next person, please. Bhavna Gupta. 
Hi Rahul, Bhavna here. I am currently yes, on L2 EAD. Uh, however, mm -hmm. my EAD renewal was only re applied for a renewal once the last one got expired. I recently got my I-797. Do you think that's a document enough for me to start looking for another job? You just got the 797 approval, but not the EAD. No, no. So I'm I'm hearing that the EAD is taking four to six months. And I was wondering if the 797 is enough for me to start applying for a new job, given the new settlement uh, on the extension. You know, Pavna, let me get an expert on this thing. Okay. Let me okay. see. Uh, Gayatri, can you check if Stephen can come? Let me see. Sure, sure Rahul. Stephen Brown, the one that you mentioned for the first one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate it. Um, Gayatri, give him a link and I will give you a chance again, ma'am, Pavna. Thank Once you. Once Stephen so. comes back. Thanks, now. Okay. Wahid Sheikh. Hey Rahul, good afternoon. So my priority, yes, my priority date is uh, May 2015. I know it's far, but I was very hopeful about this uh, act, BBB Act that is going on. What is your take on that? Do you think anything is going to happen in Senate? Well, I hope so. I mean, that's all we can do and keep writing the letters. Um, so, I mean, write letter to whom? Because my I wrote letter to my uh, congressman. They are, uh, I'm here in Washington. So they are basically very pro to it. Uh, but Washington, she, Washington State or Washington, D.C.? State. Yeah. Well, yeah, Washington Senator definitely is in favor. But yeah, yeah still, write a you write a letter and that's all. You know, you just have to, what can we do? Okay. Uh, and by when do you think by end of this year, we will be coming uh, like come to know about what's it's happening? Passed, with... it's, it's passed in the house. Yeah. So I, somewhere yeah. by January, if it doesn't come through, then, then we may have a long time to go through. It, if, if it doesn't come through by January, it may not come through. Um, can you put Bhavna back again? Um, right. and, uh, Gayatri? Sir Rahul. Bhavna? Thanks, Rahul. Hi, Stephen. Um, hi. hi, my question to you is that I'm on an L2 EAD, but my EAD mm -hmm. renewal was only applied for once my earlier got expired. So it didn't get applied much before uh, six months and da da da. But um, the visa got renewed and I've recently received my I-797. Um, and I think we spoke a couple of weeks earlier and you asked me to keep and check on the new CBP guidelines on whether I can look for another oh, yes, job. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yes, ma and I was wondering if you have anything. I kept checking um, the YouTube uh, videos from your law group and, and the Facebook, but I didn't see anything. I was just wondering where to look for. Yeah. Um, give me a second. I'm just trying to pull up. So the, the way the policy was written is it does require a timely filing of the, L, the L2 EAD application. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if it's not the case, then I have to uh, wait for my EAD renewal to come through. Yes, ma'am. Or but but, um, but, 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 but let me interfere with one thing, Stephen. You filed for the EAD extension, or you did not? It is filed, but but a month yeah. after it got expired, almost a month. Ah, ago. eight months after expired. Good, yes, Stephen. Sir. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and the other thing about it, we're about 90 days now, if I'm doing my math right, um, from yeah. when CBP has yeah. to create their new L2 EAD, uh, L2 I-94. So, um, you know, at this point, given kind of what your situation is, I mean, there's no harm in applying for an EAD, um, mm -hmm. but, yeah, you know... <laughs> Yeah, yeah well, but, but, right now, so, but right now she cannot work, is right? She That's filed after this. So yeah. if she would have if she would have filed before it expired, she would have been eligible to work, is right? Yes, because if I remember, if I remember, your, uh, you have the L two already approved, right? Yeah. The extension L two. It's just the yeah. EAD, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thank you so much. Right, yes, ma'am. Uh, and there is some people who are calling on there. If the caller is already there, the EAD, uh, the guy is asking how sure you are. I told him, I'm not going to speak anything. You are the person who would contact. Just letting you know on the adjustment of status EAD litigation. Can you explain a little bit? What do you do on that, Stephen? Yeah. So for, for the interim benefit litigation, EAD, AP for uh, 485s, you know, um, we are doing these on individual basis. Unlike H4 and L2 litigation, there's not a common policy uh, that we can attack and kind of given recent case trends as well, doing these as individuals. So uh, feel free to reach out to me. I, you know, I like to have an appointment set up first so we can talk about, you know, what litigation is going to look like for you. Is it a right decision for you? Uh, kind of some of the, the factors that we're going to look at. And obviously, if you decide to go forward with litigation, I'll, we'll credit that consultation to it. Um, but it's just easier to have that one-on-one -on -one call. Make sure the facts work for you. Make sure you guys are aware of the risks with litigation um, and kind of what we're looking at doing. But it is available for the what are the benefit. Risks? What are the risks other than I mean, just, using the money that, that the person's yeah, paid to you? Yeah, that, that's really about it. There's not, not too many. It's not coming back to... Uh, bite you there's no repercussions to you it's just you know if the government decides to fight uh fight it out right um you know it can that that's their prerogative so um feel free to reach out to me on that i'm happy happy to set up an appointment with you Stephen, uh, there are too many questions that are coming on these l2 EADs and h4 EADs. when are you going to make a video on it <laughs> when, when i remember to wear a suit to work and make a video yeah <laughs> okay thank you Stephen. next yes, question sir. please Manisha? Yeah, hi. Uh, my name is Manisha. Um, I had my uh, uh, renewal of H4 EAD and H4 visa applied on May, which is timely done. Uh, my Both of them expired last month, November. So I'm trying to expedite, but still uh, not uh, successful. I'm just getting it denied. So how could I proceed on this? If you find exp how to expedite way, let us know. I'll give you 200 rupees. $200, sorry. <laughs> I don't no, have a um, way. No, you know that um, they have a um, USCIS number. You can call and expedite provided you get a letter from the company. The company that I, I was working, so they were not ready. Okay, to you find out and let, let us know. We're trying to figure it out. We cannot find a way. There are many people are throwing, throwing their stones. For some people, it's striking for 98% of the people it's not and we cannot determine the common ground why these two people are getting successful well if i could add to that when it Even comes to expedite requests mm -hmm. when it comes to expedite requests i've seen cases where someone's working with a uh, pharmaceutical company on covid related stuff 
Um, there are nurse with COVID-related stuff, and it gets denied, uh, and others getting approved. So, you know, it, it's uh, very much a discretionary thing for expedite requests and officers you know, it's yeah, their sole discretion. for the reason as a financial loss for the company and for my. Oh yeah, I have a. I, I we we tried for a, a uh, gynecologist who had appointments. Uh, they rejected. Oh. Okay, so if you find a method, ma'am, let us know. Next person, please. So just okay. Thank you. Ripping. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Hi, Rahul. I have a, uh, basically today my, my grandmother expired in the morning and I am Sorry prepared. About that. Yeah, I'm preparing to fly to India. But the thing is that um, I have my H1B. I'm working on H1B here and my family is here. I'm well, kind of settled here. The problem is that um, my H1B petition is actually valid till 24, 2024. But <clears throat> stamping is only till this December. 2021 means just this month and um so uh, i'm concerned about if i go to india and if i come back by you know say 30th of december one day prior to that um do they do they like uh, do they require at least two months of validity of in the stamping uh, to re-enter when is your passport stamping expiring exact date passport uh, visa you mean yes 31st December, and I'm coming back, planning to come back, you know, 29, 30. Um, it's technically no wrong with it, but if you have only two days left, you definitely are risking too much. I would avoid the situation. The grandmother is not going to come back, unfortunately. I don't, you know, I'm a father. When I'm, One day I'll pass away. I don't want my son's future to be destroyed. Now, this is grandmother. I hope your grandmother thinks like that. You know, I don't see any parents thinking, I am gone anyway, but I want to ruin my son's future. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't think that way. I don't know about your grandmother. But at this point of time, I don't want you to be sentimental. That is legally you're allowed to, but you're risking too much by going with the two days. Uh, even though if I have my petition approved until... You told me that. You told me that. Yeah. And, and so what is the safest uh, duration you would suggest? Like, okay, it's okay two months. To... Two months. Two... Okay. Um, Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. Next person. Next. Thank you. It's not that I've seen many denials. I just don't want to take the risk. Next person, please. Hey Rahul, this is uh, Ramesh. Um, <clears throat> my wife is currently on H1 and uh, her, uh, her job is about to finish maybe during the next month or so. Uh, so she's not able to get another one uh, considering her field. So she's planning to move back to H4. So if she does that, and in future, if the employer is willing to apply for H1, should she have to go through the lottery process again? Did she complete six years of H1B? Yeah, she completed six years of H1B and she has an approved I-140 on EB. Uh, on she EB. doesn't need to go through the lottery system at all. She's fine. Oh, okay. Thank you. Next person, please. Hey, Rahul. Satya. Uh, so here is my situation. Uh, so priority date of 2013, March, um, 485 applied last year. Um, and I've got the EAD AP card both approved till October of 2023. Um, and EB3 uh, was approved in September first week. Okay. EB2 was approved like three years before at the same employer. 
and I'm planning to switch another company uh, using the EAD um, at this time. And the current employer is saying that he will revoke, uh, they will revoke the uh, EB3 140 as they have to pay some corporate taxes. So do you see an issue if I move with EAD once as I have the EB3 approved and 180 days has not passed since it is approved? Well, it doesn't have to pass 180 days. That rule is completely different than what you're interpreting it. If you move, if your company withdraws it, it will have no impact whatsoever at all on your 485 application. However, there is one small minus point. When you move to a different company, if for example, EB2 moves forward, if you want to switch to EB2, you may not be able to do it unless they file a labor and I-140 again. Okay. So do you recommend moving at this stage or? Uh, if I were you, if they pay me $10,000 extra, I'm moving. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Then. Because so it's, a, long, it, it's a marathon and you don't want to continue with this. I will keep moving different jobs if you feel that is better for you. Okay. And you know how conservative and, I am, if you have heard me before. I'm not, I don't tend to move to different companies. When you have not filed a 485, I tell a different story. Okay. And uh, even if they re revoke the I-140, it will not have any impact in 485? Okay. None whatsoever. Sir. Next and person. do I have to tell them to go on a H-1B or not required? Uh, I can go into the EAD. Uh, I personally will not go on H-1B. If I have an EAD, I will personally will not. Okay. I don't I like to not. feed immigration lawyers. Next person, please. Well, I was actually, when I was there, I used the EAD guys. Next person, please. I didn't choose to stay on H4 at that time. Next person. Soumya. Yes, sir. Um, sir, one quick question. Um, so we have uh, same situation downgraded last year. Um, we got 140 approved, uh, waiting for EAD. So um, I'm just uh, thinking out loud, like in case, because this is in EB3, in case if we use that EAD, um, down the line, if the EB2 comes current, uh, my priority date is September 2014. Mm -hmm. So if it comes current and if we start using it, um, can my company do an interfile? Because my current application is from my old company. So you filed EB3 downgrade application or state 485 application? A downgrade. Downgrade with my employer, a past employer. Yeah. So, yeah, your company can file a 485J supplement even now also, even if it's not correct. Okay. And we can do the interfile because we, we are thinking of going to use the EAD. Interfiling mm -hmm. of what? Um, to EB2 when it comes current. But your company has an I-140 which is approved right now, the current company? Um, I have it. Um, I actually got it done the EB3, thinking EB3 but uh, it's actually, I don't have uh, EB2 148. So, but do you have the labor certification under EB2? Yes, yes. Yeah, um, the better is right now to file one more I-140, get the EB2 approved, and then wait, then you will have two options. I mean, EB2 and EB3. EB3, you're already there. EB2, you have an option. But if you wait until the project becomes current, 
Then okay. you want to do the interfiling though. You don't have an I-140 approval in B2. So you can't do interfiling with the current company. Okay. So before I start using EAD, I should have 140 approval. No, 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 no. EAD has nothing to do with what we're discussing. Okay. Okay. If you want to file interfile EB2, you don't have EB2. How are you going to file interfile? Did you get my point? Uh, yeah. I mean, I thought it's, yeah, yeah. I thought it, there is a lot of time so we can get it done when it is current in at least filing data. Yeah, but you won't have time when it becomes current. Okay. Okay. Keeping it ready is okay. It's better. I mean, you may spend some money. It's worth probably for you to do okay. it. Okay. So right now for you to use a EAD, it's up to you. I mean, personally, I, I have used EAD when I was on additional status. So now, now next question comes is that what to do with the EB2 when it becomes current? Hey, they don't approve it in premium processing such easily nowadays, especially when you already use the thing for EB3. So it will take time. So now when it becomes current, then you go scramble and get the I-140 approval in EB2. It may take a long time. Got it. Got it. So one, one, one quick question. So in case if we start using the EAD and uh, the EAD expires and we apply for renewal. Um, so just thinking out loud, uh, in case if we did not get EAD on time, the EAD renewal on we time. We haven't seen, I very rarely out of every thousand cases, I see one case. Because of that, would I use the H1B? There are still methods way out of it. You can still file H1B, go to the consular processing, get it approved and get the stamping done too. There are other methods too. I personally will use the EAD if I were you. Next person, please. Okay, thank you. Uh, hello, Rahul, sir. This is Shankar. Uh, one very quick question for you, sir. Um, uh, we applied for EB3 downgrade last year and got our EAD and uh, advanced parole for one year. And uh, this November, uh, we applied for uh, EAD and the AP renewal for me, for me, for my wife, and for my kid. And I am the principal applicant, and uh, my wife is the derivative applicant. And uh, um, uh, uh, we applied for renewal of, uh, first week of November. And uh, last week of November, my wife's mom, my mother-in-law, passed away, so she had to uh, go immediately. And then uh, she came back using uh, advance parole. So after coming back, I requested uh, my attorney to um, refile. Yeah, my 131, and uh, they are saying that uh, technically not required because it's it's not considered as abandoned. The only way they consider it, it as abandoned during the at the time of uh, 485 and um, and uh, the when, when uh, uh, you haven't had that uh, um, EAD and advance parole, so they are not ready to file. So I need Let, let's. The we had a discussion actually today uh, among our partners actually today we had some discussion um we are not noticing that many denials of the i-131 even though your wife has traveled though um so we were discussing should we refile it or not refile it and we discussed it and we concluded that we don't have to refile that's a discussion we had okay. technically so so that if i were your lawyer i would have concluded the same thing now, is there a chance that the I-131 can be denied? Uh, I would say, yes, there is a chance for it, but I would not refile it right now for you. Oh, okay. Uh, what is the percentage of chance of- We, haven't, we have only seen less than 1% of the cases getting denied. Okay. And that too, this was more than four or five months ago. We haven't seen any denials in the past four or five months. 
Okay, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much. Next person, please. And yeah, I mean, this is a good feedback, guys. If there is anything that pops up, you, this conference calls, is YouTube, the Facebook, the TVs that we have, we get a lot of feedback, I mean, information from you guys. So if something happens, we will come to know. Uh, I'll take the last caller today, guys. Um, yeah, Rahul. Hi, this is Avinash. I have a very quick question. Um, we filed an EB3 uh, in September, and since the date has been retrogressed, um, my date is 4th March 2013. Uh, currently, it's there in data filing, so I'm doing a new I-140 and 485 uh, in the current month. In EB2, you mean to say? In EB2, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, so I wanted to quickly check, like once we get the EADs for the EB3 application, if my spouse uses the EAD, when the date becomes current in EB2, will she be able, like now the application is filed, I don't have EAD in my hand yet, but potentially when it, whenever it comes down the lane, will she be able to get the green card under EB2? I would avoid using the EAD though, because technically if you want to get the, she cannot violate the status for more than six months. Um, so if she uses the EAD, how long would she be using the EAD? That's another issue though. So I would avoid using it if you want to get the green card because they may ask questions on our, our employment history. Having filing a G325, give us a five years employment history. They may, they may say, hey, how can you work? You worked on the EAD on the other one. That's a bit complex. I mean, they can still give the green card though. I would avoid it if you can. Okay. okay. Yeah. Thank you guys for coming uh, in. Uh, sorry, go ahead. One last question. So uh, I know in the EB2, I, the 140 and 485, uh, if I file them together, it goes to the Texas Service Center. And based on the videos that Emily has put together, it's like the worst option at this point in time. Is there anything that you would recommend to skip that and file the 485 at a later point in time? Or would you want me to go ahead with that? Uh, I, I, would, I, would, I would rather file it right now rather than go ahead at a later date. Okay. Okay. That's all I have. Thank you, Ram. Thank you guys for coming in. The next conference call will be tomorrow at 11.30. Sorry, we couldn't attend all the people. Uh, for the suggestions, guys, next time, the better way is to show the faces. Um, that way you get the promotion, guys, in, uh, in, in getting your time. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.